found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Hi, welcome back. It's the 1 o'clock hour here on the Ken Miller Show. 1700 KBGG. Trent Conan and myself taking you up until uh, 2 o'clock here today uh, as the Big 12 tournament gets underway in Kansas City. Look forward to that. Two really important games as far as brackets, I feel. Oklahoma State uh, with the two wins that they've got so far this year over Kansas. Those have to, at least you would think, get the committee's attention. Uh, Their arrow is pointing up as their season comes to its finale. Uh, But uh, with a win over Oklahoma tonight, you just heard Shelby Mass say that Oklahoma is in even if they get beat. Uh, Oklahoma State looks to punch their ticket, and if they win tonight, and maybe, I mean, I don't know what it's going to take, but it's going to be fun nonetheless. I think the Cowboys will uh, give Oklahoma everything that they want, and then uh, later on, about 8.30, is the projected tip-off, 30 minutes after the first game ends. Iowa State takes the floor against Mobombolis, Texas, Trent Condon. Texas got Iowa State both times this year. The first game at Hilton went to overtime. Um, Ostakowski was terrific mm-hmm. in that first game. Give Iowa State a chance tonight. I do. Yeah, I. I don't think you can ever discredit this program. Kind of. Yes, they're limping around along, mm-hmm. but it'll be a decidedly Iowa State advantage. Even yep. though maybe not the numbers we're used to, they're still going to be a pro cyclone town. Speaking of numbers, have you even looked at the numbers? It. Oh, uh, five and a half. Is it five and a half? I even as busy as I was, I, I was able to find that. Isn't that, isn't that a <laughs> shocker for you? A sicko, drink God. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. In fact, uh, this morning. I, I think it's a stay away. I didn't have a strong feeling one way okay. or the Do other. Do you have in the early game, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State? Uh, I like Oklahoma State. So do I. But I don't think that's going to be enough. You know, if, if they beat Oklahoma, no, if I think they, they have to beat Kansas yes. again. And Kansas You win three ahead. games against Kansas. That says something, doesn't it? Now, here's Oklahoma State. Here's some of the pertinent numbers. Right now, 5-10 and ten against Quadrant 1. Mm-hmm. 10 losses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of opportunities. Yep. Here's another big one. In fact, two. Non-conference strength is scheduled 283. Ouch. And because of that, RPI 89. Yeah. Even with two wins and then a loss in the semifinals, mm-hmm. probably still looking at an RPI in the late 60s, maybe right in that range, 60, you know, it, right there. I, did, I know I generated it, I think, last week, and, and that's about where it came out. So even with the win against Oklahoma, I still don't think real close a win against Kansas. It's just, it's such a weird resume. And that's what makes this time of year fun. Yeah, and if they beat Kansas, they would take on the winner of K-State TCU. Both of those teams, both of those schools, clearly in the tournament. Is Baylor? Mm -hmm. Hmm. I think they're right. They're one of those proverbial bubble teams. Yeah. And they get West Virginia tomorrow night. Win. I think they almost have to win, right? If they win, they've punched their ticket is how I see. I agree with you. Baylor, let's take a look at their uh, pertinent numbers because these teams are so tight. This is a good bubble. I told you this uh, a couple weeks ago. This is as good of a bubble as I certainly remember in the current construction of 68 teams. Uh, Baylor, let's see if it'll actually come up for me here. You said they have who? West Virginia? West Virginia in the opening round quarterfinal tomorrow. RPI 59. Okay. 17 and 13, their overall record, 8 and 10 in the Big 12. They Q1s. are 4 and 10. 4 and 10. 4 and 10. Also, three losses to the second group, 3 and 3 against that second group. That's not great. So you're looking at 7 and 13 against the first two groups. 
Definitely have to win. Definitely have to win. Is there a chance? I mean, um, does Texas have to win? I mean, if Iowa State picks off Texas, yeah, I think they do too. They're they're done. I, Might we see this? Um, you know what we thought was maybe eight teams, maybe nine maybe with nine, the right breaks, right? With Oklahoma State yes, getting into the yeah. conversation. Might we end up as few as six? Baylor loses. Baylor loses. Texas loses to mm-hmm. Iowa State tonight. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State gets picked off. Yeah, then we're down to six. Then we're down to six. I don't see it, but I mean, there's a chance that everything goes the wrong way, I guess, yep, yep. if you're a fan of that conference. And, you know, everything's not in a vacuum, though, because what happens in the ACC? Oh, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Notre Dame, all of a sudden, after looking terrible against Pitt yesterday, had that one on, on the uh, on the you? monitor. Yeah. Might have had an found action away. on it, too. Found <laughs> a way, Trent Condon. Uh, <laughs> did, did they find a way in your favor? Uh, no, no, I had the Irish. I laid did big, big money on that. Or big points, not money. You right. know me. No. Big uh, points on that. I think 17 was the number, something like Jeez. that. I just figured Colson's back. Pitt's awful. Uh-huh. They'll come out right away, flex their muscle, and mm-hmm. kind of cruise in. That was not the case. Uh, but, you know, Notre Dame, they can play themselves in. Those SEC, all those teams that all kind of feel solidly in, but you lose to somebody at the bottom of the conference, it just it all can change. Yeah, I love this be, week. Uh, you're right. It's it's going to be a fun next four days, no doubt about that. What is it, five days, four days? Yeah. Whatever it is. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. What is today anyway? It's a Wednesday, Trent. You're, way, you're midway through your week. Okay, all right. So you're done for the day there now? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, was with wins going to have Van Meter and Norwalk today. Both got upended yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Van Meter got down 17-2. Came all the way back, kept chipping away, cut it to two early in the fourth quarter, and then it was like an 8 nothing run. Game over from there. Seemed like they, all their energy to kind of get back in the game and just didn't have enough left in the tank. And then the other side, Norwalk, they're up 20 in the That's first half. That's crazy. 40-22 at the half, mm-hmm. cruising. And it got down to 10 and 7, and it just never felt. And it was kind of, I told you that I think this a week ago, Dowling girls never really felt like they were going to lose it. And then they just kind of lost it. And that, that was the same thing with the Norwalk boys yesterday. It was, yeah, they're fine. They'll be all right. And it never happened. They just, Glenwood kept coming, kept making plays. And just like that, you're out. The, the state tournament, yesterday I've been, as you know, to a lot of sessions of state tournaments <laughs> throughout the years. That was the coolest session I've ever been a part of. What made it so? You had some great games. But then when we got into 3A, Starting a late afternoon with Oskaloosa and Xavier yeah. Foster. And I want to get an update on him yes. in a second. A lot of people in the building. Then into the uh, first of the 4A quarterfinals with Iowa City West against Weiss Camp. And it, it was a buzz. Iowa City West never travels for anything. Baseball, football, bat, just for whatever reason. Because they're kind of good at everything, I think. Mm-hmm. And they do have to travel. It'd be different if, well, it was like here. You know, if there were games at Carver. I'm sure they travel really well, but they got to go to Cedar Falls for the Unidome. they got to make their way over here for girls and boys basketball. So they never travel. Yet their side, as the, I was uh, sitting up with some friends up in the stands down in one of the corners, the Musc- Muscatine side was packed, all purple, pumped up. First time in 18 years they've been to the state tournament. They were all there. The other side, Iowa City West, didn't have many, but it was still packed over there. A lot of black and gold, a lot of Hawkeye fans in attendance. Well, we kind of speculated that that would be the case. It, it was, and I just never seen a session like that. And the buzz and, and the big plays and uh, an incredible dunk uh, out of Patrick McCaffrey. Uh, Wieskamp, he had a couple of putbacks and, and just, it was cool. He just, 
especially early in the tournament, you don't get moments quite like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did yesterday. If you had to name the player of the game in that game, would, would Wieskamp be the guy over McCaffrey? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wieskamp, he doesn't have Because he's the Lone Ranger, right? Yeah. He's, the, he's, the, he's their guy. He's their right. hope. They got uh, another guard that's decent. Like, they're two guards. Mm-hmm. You know, a nice 4A player. Mm-hmm. But but after that, there's some guys you, uh, that struggle to play in a lot of two-way conferences. Is that why? Yeah. Wow. So yeah. he doesn't have any help. It's, uh, it's did you see Pat, uh, Patrick McCaffrey's quote, or I guess, tweet about Wieskamp after the game? No. He's going to tear up the Big, uh, big Ten. <laughs> good, good. I, I like that. Yeah. Uh, PMAC, as he's called. Mm-hmm. He likes to talk a little bit. He and does. He, he's such an interest. He's so real thin. And I remember back Jared Utah built very similarly and watching him and, and we're very close to the floor. So you get, you know, calling the games, you get a really good perspective of the guys at Utah. And this is something that continued, even as he gained weight, you know, you just get bounced off his spot and there'd be times when you just kind of fall over because mm-hmm. McCaffrey doesn't have that. There's still a part of him, I think off the dribble, if he can figure that out, because there's times where he gets bounced off and kind of taken off course and he doesn't have the strength to regain that, he's never going to be thick by any means. It's just not the way that he's built. But if he can gain a little bit of muscle, I do wonder what kind of player he is. He's certainly athletic. and, and is he is, I, I would have to think that he's a very smart player. He yes. knows the game. And, and he gets his hands on ball. You know, that, that anticipation basketball IQ is very high. But he's a lot more athletic than Connor. You know, Connor, 6'3", good size, but not going to wow you. Patrick... And, and the dunk, he, did you see that dunk? No, I didn't, but I saw it on Twitter. I mean, I saw oh, Twitter explode. It was as good as you're going to find in, in high school basketball. And he went up just uh, in transition, a flush two-hand. And you don't see that, though, in the course of just normal gameplay. And I wonder if it's his body just kind of catching up to him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Am I making sense here? No, it's, I know. It's it's hard to describe because he's athletic. You can see that. You dunk him. He's 6'8". But... That doesn't always translate on the floor. And, and we got talking, and, and the group of guys that I was sitting with, you know, who he compares to. And it was difficult for anybody to come up with a comparison really outside of Utah. I, I think he's more athletic, though, than Utah. Not as skilled as a shooter, but uh, I guess that would be at least a, a similar comp at this stage in their career. Yeah, Utah could fill it up. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely good. All right, Xavier Foster, let's, let's talk about yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, because he was, did he steal the show yesterday? Well, he got in foul trouble early. Went to the bench with two fouls. With two early in the gap. I saw that. They were leading, gave up the lead, and uh, then he came back. He shot the ball really well. From three? It, from three, which he does. I mean, he he floats. He floats on the outside. So he's kind of got a European big man game? That that would be a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. But, again, elite athleticism. At six foot eleven. Well, they showed him swatting a couple of shots. Oh, they were just sick. You don't, you don't see that at the high school level. Right especially for a, a 2020 kid, a kid that's a sophomore, and the way that he is. He's not overly aggressive. He's got good players around him. That's the other thing. This isn't your typical 3A team that has this incredible him talent. Him and a bunch of guys, yeah. Right. It, right. You know, you think of when Collison was playing at Iowa Falls. Well, they also had Michael Lindemann. I mean, this is kind of what it is. He's got some really nice players around him. Uh, the Cruzy kid, who's a senior, a junior, and Cole Henry, who I really like, didn't play real well in the first half, but played better in the second. So he's got talent around him, so it's not... All right, you're 6'11", go down to the block and post up. 
they allow him to do a lot more and a lot more freedom on that end. And he can shoot it. And he's, he's got, got a beautiful shot. Two more years shot. of high school, Trent. <laughs> two more years of high school. Two more years of high school. Yeah. If uh, Cyclone and Hawkeye fans are, are hoping that the big boys are going to stay away, that's not going to no, be the case, no. no. Uh, and no, no no inclination of a, who's in the lead at this point? No. I, I've heard in the past that uh, I believe his mom went to Iowa. They grew up Hawkeye fans, but there's it's no kind of lock or anything like that. He's he's going to keep his options open. I saw Halas' tweet that, they, that Iowa's got the 2018-19 and um, – as far as the potential player of the year, mm-hmm. best player in the state, and boy, do they ever need the 2020. Yes. They've got yeah. Wieskamp. They've got PMAC. Is that what we're calling him? Yes. I yes. think that fits. Yes. C-Mac, PMAC. <laughs> yes. And some would say F-Mac. Right? <laughs> A lot of the fan base this year. Um, but if they get him and complete that trifecta, oh, wow. trail, wouldn't that be something? That would be. I mean, that that's a different trajectory bringing in – Three consecutive top 40 players. I think Foster's going to end up being a top 15, 20 type, type mm. of guy. Yeah, that uh, that changes the course. But all three of those guys, you know what? None of them are point guards. Yeah, that's a good point. None of them are Excellent. point guards. Got to have a little help in a guy that we didn't get to see from Bettendorf, DJ Carton, who uh, will be going into a senior year next year. Top 70 player. That's one that Iowa, Wisconsin are in on. and. Indiana, Ohio State, Ohio State, in fact, is so offered. He's, he, the, so he's all, the, the Big Ten is all over him, by yes. sounds of things. Yeah, and uh, sounds like he really enjoys Chris Holtman Does at he? Ohio State. Why wouldn't he? Though Iowa, the closest school, Wisconsin, the first major program to offer. Buckeyes uh, might be up there, and I heard if Indiana offers, they may be up towards the top of his list as well. Mm. DJ Carton. Uh, g- give us uh, two minutes on Norwalk Johnson. It must have been a terrific basketball game. Uh, a lot of people thought Johnson, if they won that game, mm-hmm. they could certainly cut down the nets in this thing. Um, but their season is over. Yeah, Waukee got him last night. And uh, these two teams played earlier in the year. It- it's funny. When you get to the state tournament, two teams that I see certainly a lot during the season and they know each other so well, and and that was the case last night. I mean, it was it was a coin flip game, and early in the fourth quarter, Waukee made some plays, got up seven eight points, and and held on for the victory. Now Waukee now they have Iowa City West in the next round. That's going to be a tall task, but both those teams uh, got some good kids with some good size. You know, they're they're not going to wow you a whole lot, but they're just good solid, and and the way that both. Coach Sanquist and Coach Ol run their programs very similar. Uh, I give Waukee a shot. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. I talked to Coach Ol after the game. He did say that they scrimmaged before the year against Iowa City West. That's got to help, right? I would Just think. Because it's Iowa City West, and they're here mm-hmm. every year, and they win titles most years, and at least you got to see you got to see them You're on before. the floor with them yeah. early in the year. I think that has something. I think that goes a long way. And I, I think that helped Muscatine yesterday because they played him a year ago in the mm-hmm. Substate Final and. We know these guys, mm-hmm. and it's a different Iowa City West team. I I know that, but, but just, uh, yeah, just I don't know what what it is, but yeah, that that big brand, and that's what Iowa City West is in 4A basketball. They are the big brand here in the state, and now you know them a little bit better. It should be fun. That'll be six thirty tomorrow night. Valley against the winner going on right now. Cedar Falls in Sioux City East at eight fifteen. So that's where you'll be tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, and then you'll have there. the championship game. As long as we have a local, absolutely. Let's hope it is not. Uh, let's hope it's not Iowa City West against Cedar Falls or Sioux City East. Let's say can Valley win? I mean, yes. I'm not saying can they yeah. win, the, win it all, but can they get through the oh, yeah, semifinal? Yeah. And BJ Windhorse, boy, that guy can coach. They were six and seven. They just didn't look right. 
but they did this a couple mm-hmm. years ago when they won the title and they went through a stretch where they played awful in January and came back and won a state title at the 4A level. And now they've won 11 in a row, just keeps finding ways. There's a lot of good coaches here. At the high school level, the difference in a coach, it makes such a big difference. And one, one final story. So uh, you know how you get the team sheet before starters listed and they have mm-hmm. the coach and they have the record on there. Mm-hmm. And from... Uh, you know, Justin Ole, I think he's won 200 games, something like that, to the coaches that have won 500. But they have their official record on there, 522 and 183, whatever it is, except for Muscatine's coach. Muscatine, Gary Belger is his name. They have listed for a record 500 plus and with the dash, question mark. I don't know if nobody knows. Why, why, why would if he would disclose it, I have no idea. 500 plus and question mark, his career record. Uh, it's easy. He's one of those guys who can forget, put the losses behind him. Yes, yes. Apparently way behind him. Uh, Chris Cotillo, going to talk some uh, MLB, some spring training baseball with Chris Cotillo. Uh, SB Nation MLB Daily Dish. Uh, he's a terrific up-and-coming. Uh, if, you, if you're on the lower end of the demographic in our listening audience today, you'll be reading Chris Cotillo for decades. Uh, he's got a huge, huge future ahead of him. Uh, what's ahead in his future is talking to Trent and I. We'll do that next. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. The day for everyone to be Irish, St. Patrick's Day, falls on a Saturday this year. Party right with Bennigan's and the St. Patrick's Day party on Saturday, March 17th, starting at 6.30 p.m. in the Holiday Inn Ballroom. Live music starts at 7 with Moe's Garage, followed by burning sensation until 1 a.m. And room packages are available to stay the night at the Holiday Inn if you have a little too much Irish spirit. Your St. Patrick's Day party headquarters, Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. You can help plant the seeds of hope in the heartland. Imagine how an at-risk child's life can change when one small act of kindness leads to an entirely different path. Wildwood Hills Ranch is transforming the lives of at-risk children, one heart and one child at a time, through year-round character, leadership, and teamwork training. Frederick Douglass was right. It is better to build strong children than repair broken men. Help forge a path by sponsoring an at-risk child today. Learn more by visiting wildwoodhillsranch.org. Sandy from Collectomania. Lots of great items to choose from. Furniture, glassware, collectibles, tools, toys and games, music, NASCAR and metal signs, new blankets and caps, touch lamps, 3200 Delaware, open Tuesday through Sunday, 10 to 7, closed Mondays. Collectomania, the name says it all. Hi, this is Francis Graziano, president of Graziano Brothers, an Italian food specialty store located on the corner of South Union and Jackson in Des Moines. I would like to thank you for making Graziano Brothers a Southside tradition since 1912. We are so proud to offer offer the best homemade Italian sausage. The Graziano recipe is based on the flavors my grandfather Francesco and my great uncle Luigi remembered as children growing up in Italy. 106 years and three generations later, the tradition remains. Our family recipe is made from top quality pork and secret Italian seasonings using no artificial preservatives. If you can't get to Graziano's today, stop by Hy-Vee, Fairway, Price Chopper, Cash Saver, Brick Street Market, or Save-A-Lot and pick up a pack or two in the meat department. Try replacing ground beef or pork with Graziano's Italian sausage in your favorite dishes. It's sure to add a wonderful kick to your meals. Graziano Brothers is your only choice when it comes to good taste. Come visit us. It's worth the trip. 
Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. At the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at MRExecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Well, it's that time of year again, tax time. Not all tax firms are the same. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services, located in West Des Moines. Not only am I a tax pro, but a certified financial planner as well. We can discuss tax savings ideas and financial services when we meet. We are not a chain and offer local and personalized service. Give us a try. Visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440-1133. Advantage Financial and Tax Services. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller & Condon on 1700 KBGG. Trent and I with you until 2. Time to talk to Chris Cotillo, one of the real up-and-coming writers in the uh, baseball uh, media. He's uh, You can f- read him at SB Nation, MLB Daily Dish. Chris joins us. Chris, Trent and Ken in Des Moines, thanks for coming on. How are you, Chris? How are you, guys? No, doing fine. Appreciate you coming on. You're too young to remember this. So is Trent. Uh, as an old man, I'm excited that the bullpen carts are coming back. Uh <laughs> Now, what's the, is it really behind the impetus to speed up the game? I mean, I watch relievers, and not all of them, but you've seen them. I mean, in an absolute sprint to the mound. Uh, but the bullpen carts, one of the solutions, is that what they're calling it? Yeah, I guess so. You know, it's a pace, they're always looking for ways uh, to increase pace of play. So uh, this is kind of a cool little gimmick, the Diamondbacks being the first team to announce that they're going to do it yesterday, I think. I think you know, more teams are probably going to join in. So um, it's definitely a cool thing. Like you said, I haven't seen in my lifetime that uh, is going to add a different element. We'll see how many teams adopt that and just uh, try to get the pace uh, a little quicker. Pace of play uh, seems to be an off-season topic every single year. Chris, you're, you're a younger, younger baseball guy, but with your brethren, we know that you don't care if probably if a game is three hours or 3.15 or even three and a half if it's something compelling. But for a younger generation, how important is it to tighten things up 
And will it help the younger generation? Yeah, you know, I think obviously, yeah, it will. To me, you know, it's college sports, especially college basketball, which is kind of what everybody's focused on right now, especially around here in Chapel Hill. I think you know you're talking about games that go two hours, and there's a lot to be said about you know games that. You know, you get in there at 7, you're out of there by 9 at the latest, and, um, you know, really quick things that uh, kind of package like that. Three-hour games are very long, you know, especially uh, the fact that there's 162 of them. So it does make sense um, that they're going to try to shorten it, especially for the younger generation. I think, you know, people are busier than ever now. They have more choices for what they want to consume their time with entertainment-wise with all streaming services. So, you know, shortening it to two and a half to two hours and 45, I think, would be the ultimate goal. That seems like a bit, a bit of a stretch. But, um, you know, baseball for the for the older generations is, is always going to be fine. But you have to, you know, market to your audience for the future of the game. I think it's an important way to do that. Mm. Chris Cotillo, SB Nation, is our guest. It's March the 7th, Chris, and Jake Arrieta is still at home with his family, I guess. Uh, he's certainly not with a, with, with a club. Uh, how's this going to end? Where, where will he eventually end up? And when would you think that that will be? Well, Jake Arrieta's market heading into the winter, even before we kind of realized that the winter would go this way, was always going to be a weird one. It was always going to be, you know, teams offering short-term pillow deals, teams not willing to go five, six years for them. And, you know, I think something that's always stood out to me is that, you know, when free agents go into free agency and they have their teams, the teams that know them the best, kind of resign to the fact they're going to leave, that they don't want to, they don't value them that highly. You know, that says a lot to me. Arietta and Darvish were obviously the top two guys out there this winter. Uh, Darvish goes to the Cubs. The Cubs decided to pay him. Instead of paying Arietta, who's a guy that they know better than anyone. So that's kind of a tell to me that there are some indicators of teams not wanting to give him a lot of money. Scott Boris obviously has his indicators where he thinks, you know, that he deserves a big deal. And, and Scott Boris is not usually willing to blink. So, you know, Boris said today or yesterday that he's close to deals for a few of his guys. There's still a ton of guys uh, out there. So it could be Arietta. I don't think it probably is. And you know, we still have Lance Flynn, Alex Cobb, some of these guys out there. I think. At this point, some team you've really never expected might get a bargain. I think Baltimore is an interesting one to monitor where he started. Um, you know, Colorado seems like a fit to me, but they haven't been interested. Uh, the Cardinals probably don't have a spot, but they've been involved. So, you know, the Brewers have obviously always made sense as a fit. Uh, but at this point, there's no clear favorite. There really isn't. I don't know when it's going to end. Um, him, of all these free agents who are still out there, is the most questionable to me. All right, Chris, uh, some new ideas continue to infiltrate baseball. We're hearing more and more teams talk about the possibility of using six-man rotations. And then you go the other way with the Tampa Bay Rays, who have been selling off everything that hasn't been nailed down uh, this spring training. Kevin Cash is talking about going with a four-man rotation and then a bullpen bullpen day. Crazy, or could he be on to something? Yeah, well, I think that's probably because they've traded so many guys they don't have five starters to trot out there. <laughs> that's so, a good point. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, obviously, with the trade of Odorizzi, I think they might not have made that deal if they obviously knew that Brett Honeywell was going to go down with Tommy John surgery the first week of spring training. There goes their depth right there. They traded away Erasmo Ramirez at the deadline last year. He's a guy who's always kind of made innings for them. So, um, you know, the Rays have always, in the last couple of years, been a team to really shorten um, – starts and, and shorten their what the what they get out of their starters in an effort to preserve their arms and to not you know reach innings i think you know people are talking about forever you want a guy who gets, gets a 200 inning you know now i think that's that's a spot that you don't want a lot of young pitchers to get to we've seen innings limits really affect you know postseason 
before Strasburg being the one that comes to mind. But um, for for me, I think you know they might be onto something by trying to limit these guys and try to prevent injuries. I, I really am not up on all the research on that. People go back and forth, but. You know, for a team that is not planning on contending, obviously they're not by trading away Longoria and Souza and, you know, Dickerson, Odorizzi, all these guys, dropping Archer and Colomay. I think you might as well experiment. They're going to do that, you know, and, and try to see what they can get. A bullpen day is an interesting concept. What they're doing, stacking guys, is similar to a lot of teams do in the minor leagues, and um, we'll see if it works out for them. I think the, the days of the five-man rotation as a signature for all 30 teams appear over just based on that we're seeing six men, four men all over the board. Um, you know, we're, we're going to see 11 man rotation someday at this rate, but uh, we're, we're looking at a lot of creativity and we'll see how it all pans out. Uh, give us an Otani uh, update, a report card with you. Of course, he was one of the big names as we go back to what used to be known as the hot stove when everything seemed to happen. Um, I know he's, he's taken the mound. He's, he's been in the, in the batter's box. What, uh, what, what's kind of been uh, uh, the consensus of his spring so far? Yeah, you know, just seeing his stuff, it's obviously nasty and seeing that really, you know, in a major league uniform for the first time, whether it was in that B game or whatever, um, I think, you know, I was obviously impressed by that. But spring training results, just like preseason in the NFL, you know, the Browns can go 4-0 and in the preseason sometimes. So that really goes to show you that you can't put too much stock into whatever you see. You know, spring training, I think a lot of writers are, are really kind of focused on, did anyone get injured today for your team? No, well, then. Today was a good day, and obviously we've seen a couple injuries so far, but Otani's going to be a completely unprecedented case throughout this entire season. We're going to be watching every every single movie he makes, and obviously the whole country of Japan is going to be watching every movie he makes. You know, when you're dubbed Japanese Babe Ruth at 22, 23 years old, that's a very tough expectation to live up to, especially when you're coming over and doing something literally no one's done, you know, in decades being that two-way player. I think it's, it's, it's insane expectations, and Every move is going to be scrutinized. I think, you know, the important thing for me is to let the kid just, just be, you know, if he's not an MVP and Cy Young Award winner this year, people are going to be probably disappointed. But you know, they have six years. They committed like $2.5 million for six years to this guy, which is an unbelievable steal. So whatever you get is going to be, you know, really something that they basically won the lottery just by getting him. So the expectations are um, extremely high, but let the kid kind of assimilate. It's a lot harder than people think to assimilate to a new culture to a new country you know and obviously a new league with different opponents different stadiums everything more travel so it'll be it'll be very interesting to watch i think you know if he's really good i think that the angels are a contender for a playoff spot you know i think that they could go out and make maybe a signing of one of these guys who are still out there to even strengthen that even more Talking with Chris Cotillo right now mlb daily dish part of sb nation as he joins us uh chris uh, I want to get your thoughts on a couple of things as it pertains to Ichiro. Where you look at him in the pantheon of great hitters. And Pete Rose, the all-time hit leader. Obviously, his career, though, started in Japan. And then uh, this final deer. Guy can still put the barrel of the bat on the ball. It's incredible at 44 years of age. And what he could add to Seattle this season as he looks to sign out and, and go out on top with the Mariners. Yeah, you know, I was looking at his baseball reference page. And I was writing up, you know, I'm signing with Seattle the other day. And I don't think people realize that he spent nine years in Japan. I think people think he spent less time. I, I honestly did. And, yeah. um, you know, he spent nine years from when he was 18 playing in Japan and was one of their best players ever and came over and has had now it's going to be his 18th year in the majors. I mean, that's, <laughs> you know, he's, he's going to be, if he gets his wife watering on 30 years in the majors and has over 3,000 hits after spending 10 years in another country, I think. 
you know, it's a very, very underrated guy just because, you know, honestly for him, he, he came up in a time in the early 2000s when he was at his peak. Rookie year was still 2001, but that's right when, you know, the real dominant guys in the game were Bonds and Griffey and still, you know, right off the, you know, the long ball stuff with McGuire and Sosa and all those guys. I think he's underappreciated for just, you know, 262 hits or whatever he had that year breaking the record. And, um, and because people were so in love with the home run back then and there's so much steroid stuff and, and that kind of stuff. I think, you know, in terms of him going back to Seattle, I think, you know, it wasn't something that was probably going to be considered for them early in the winter, but they've had a lot of injuries. Ben Gamble going down. They needed some depth, and they, depth they figured, you know, why not? This guy will put some butts in seats. He's a guy that has meant almost as much to this franchise as anyone else. Um, and so I think that that was just kind of a move that, you know, will help them on the field. Obviously, he's not going to be his, his old self at 44 years old, but a guy coming back, you know, a lot of guys come back and play for the team that they're known for at the end of their career. This is probably another good story of that. And, yeah, he still hit 260 last year and limited playing time for the Marlins. So it's not like you're getting a complete net zero out of him. It's a $750,000 investment. Um, and for that, you know, I really do like the deal. I always like when guys go home. Mm. My last thing for you, what's Tim Lincecum got left? He's going to close, apparently, with Texas. A couple of Cy Youngs already in his career uh, as, as a starter where he was just absolutely dominant. But he's going to close for Texas. What's he got left? Yeah, I, another guy I was looking at just because, uh, you know, I've been reading a little bit about him in the last few days and that deal with Texas. And I couldn't imagine that he, he starts going to be 34. You know, it seemed like it just when he was at his peak seems, you know, not that long ago, but you're talking 2009, 2010, 2011. And all of a sudden that's seven, eight years ago. And I, I think, you know, people don't realize that the way it ended in San Francisco was not great. Obviously struggles and injuries. The comeback attempt with the Angels was not good. But I think the big tell here is that in a winter where you're looking at guys, Adam Lynn's a guy, this is an interesting comp, but bear with me. Adam Lynn's a guy who hit 300 off the bench for the Nationals last year. He has a minor league deal. You're going to start seeing these veterans who are proven major leaguers who played well last year getting minor league deals. Neil Walker is a good second baseman who's only being offered minor league deals to this point, which is crazy. Tim Lincecum had major league offers on the table after a showcase. That shows you the team say, wow, he really was impressive there. You know, he was a, definitely seemed to me like a candidate for a minor league deal. But to get that guaranteed major league spot says a lot. You know, the Dodgers were in, involved. You know, the Dodgers could always, you know, they're stacked and they could find a major league spot for him. The Rangers obviously decided to take a flyer. So um, it's obviously not a big commitment, but that 40-man roster spot is valuable, especially in a day and age where you're not willing to give the, that spot to a lot of big free agents who are still out there. So, that's a big tell to me. Obviously, you know, it'll be a great story if he's able to come back after all these years away. Second comeback team with a sec- second comeback attempt with a second team in the ALF. Um, and, and obviously, will always be remembered for his Giants days, but a completely new role. We can see what he does out of the bullpen for them. All right, Chris, the last thing for me, I want to finish with a selfish question. I, I waited for 15 minutes. The Minnesota Twins, you mentioned Jake Odorizzi when we were talking about Tampa and his trade coming over. Where's your expectation level for this team? Feels like there's going to be a lot more uh, contention for that second wild card spot. At the very least, do you consider the Twins in the mix again for that this year? They are in the mix, you know, and they've gone out and they've, you know, made some moves that it's been kind of one of those off seasons where, you know, some teams work in a burst, some teams work in a slow drip where they're able to get a few bargain deals that look good. You know, they didn't give up much money wise for Logan Morrison, they didn't give up at all really much money-wise for Addison Reed compared to what we thought those guys would get at the beginning of the winter. And then, you know, a fringe prospect, prospect for Oda Rizzi. All of a sudden, 
that's three pretty good players that all of a sudden you look, you know, it's spring training, and wow, these guys are all on the Twins, and there's a team that was on the verge. Um, you know, they were able to add these guys uh, this winter. I think it's been an impressive winter, even if it's not one that's talked about a lot. I think in terms of the wild card, I think whoever doesn't win the East is probably locked for that spot between the Red Sox and Yankees. You know, I think Toronto and Baltimore have to realize that their window is closing and they're going to have to sell come July. Tampa Bay's already done that. The whole Central is, you know, rebuilding other than Cleveland and Minnesota. I think that really is something that's not talked about enough. Minnesota gets to beat up on the Tigers, the White Sox, and the Royals, who are going to be three of the worst teams in baseball this year, mm-hmm. you know, 18, 19 times each. That's really, you know, an advantage for them that teams in the East or the West, you know, the West, the only probably bad team is going to be Oakland in there. So um, they're going to rack up wins against those teams. It seemed like, you know, if I had to make my predictions today, which I shouldn't because there's so many good free agents out there. I'd probably take, like I said, the Twins and whoever comes out doesn't come out of the East in those wild card spots, and then probably Houston, Cleveland, and the other team between the Red Sox and Yankees, which I think is a pretty close race. Uh, even if I am from Boston, that you know, <laughs> still in the East there, so um, it'll be tight. There's still a lot of moves to be made, so we'll see how it goes. And last thing, Chris, and I agree with you on Toronto as well. They're probably going to be sellers. Will they be selling Josh Donaldson? They should, unless they can work out a long-term deal with them and get you know, the parameters set by July, I think they really should capitalize. They know as well as anybody, you know, that he's what he's going to take to get trade value-wise because they were a team that had to go trade for him. Obviously, in teams looking for that second wild card, we've seen rentals be a big key time and time again. You think CC Sebastian a few years ago with Milwaukee, J.D. Martinez, how good he was to put Arizona into a playoff spot last year. You know, getting into that wild card game is a big boost for a lot of clubs, I think. You know, anybody could use a Donaldson or Machado in their lineup for the last two months. And if we get to that point where those teams are out of it, they really should both sell. Thank you, Chris Cotillo. I love talking to you. We look forward to doing it down the road. Appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. Chris Cotillo, SBNation.com. Uh, Do you like the the John Jay signing by the Royals? Lucas Duda comes over from the Mets. He's oh, yeah? going to be their first baseman. Uh-huh. 30 bombs last year. I thought John Jay had a played a significant, now they didn't win it, obviously, but they mm-hmm. got as far as they could in the National League without getting that opportunity. Um, I think it was a really good signing last year, and I didn't think he was when he first signed. I right. thought he had a nice year. I think he fits with this Royals team. He did. He had a, a pretty big bump up from what his offensive numbers had been. And, and with the cards, yeah. For for a while, I mean, he... He was the MVP of that team for a while, Trent. He was because they didn't have a leadoff guy. Nope. And they didn't know what to do, and they finally turned over to him, and... He, he played pretty well in that role, at least gave somebody competent at the top of the lineup that can draw some walks and look at some pitches and, and do the old-school baseball thing up there because I mean, when they went from Schwarber at the beginning, and they, mm-hmm. they tried a host of different guys. And uh, Jay was the guy there for a long stretch that at least solidified the top of the lineup. So, yeah, nice. You know, Royals, again, not spending a ton of money, but well, those are the kind of moves that make sense. Yeah, and those are the kind of moves that... Um might keep you around that 500 mark. Right. I'm not right. sure they're going to end up there, but, but they might hang around to June. That. Yes. And hey, look up and get into the summer months, yes. get to the all-star break. You're hey, we're still... 42 and 40. Right. right. You, you, you never know. Mm-hmm. Those are good things. I'm not going to put them over the top, but I, yeah. but I like that signing. We'll take our final time out of the program. Come back, wrap things up. Uh, we'll do some uh, big 12 tournament. Pick Trent's brain, Oklahoma, Oklahoma state, uh, they tip things off in Kansas City tonight, 30 minutes following the conclusion of that one. Iowa State takes the floor for perhaps the final time in the 2016-17 season. They'll take on Texas. Uh, we'll come back. We'll uh, discuss that when we continue. Here's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. 
You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa featuring Mighty M Industrial Pressure Washers. Mighty M built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. And the presenting sponsor for you and I, head coach Ben Jacobson, each Monday on 1700. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines. Or online, washersystems.com. Now at Menard, save big money on your next project with 11% off everything. Check out Dakota Pre-Finished Storage Solutions. Premium quality Dakota shelving makes it easy to organize your home. 23 and a quarter inch deep, 4 foot long bull nose shelving is 7 each after 11% off. Get 11% off everything now at Menards. Good through March 10th. 11% savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Hello, basketball fans. This is Bruce Gerleman, and I own Jethro's Barbecue. I opened the original Jethro's 10 years ago near Drake University. There are now seven Jethro locations around the metro to serve you. Tournament time is barbecue time. Jethro's has been voted the best barbecue, best wings, and the best ribs in the city. Come to Jethro's and take the world-famous Adam Emmenecker Challenge. Stop in and see me. I am Bruce Gerleman, and I own Jethro's Barbecue. Order online at jethrosbbq.com. Have you ever worked at a place where they didn't want you talking about your salary? Actually, have you ever worked anywhere where they did? Unlikely. But don't you have a right to know? If only there were a simple solution. Well, now there is. How we find jobs has changed. On Indeed.com, our company reviews give you the inside track on thousands of companies. You can research salaries, benefits, company cultures, and more. All on Indeed.com. Search for greatness. Search Indeed, the world's number one job site. Indeed is the world's number one job site according to Comscore Total Visits. Your home for high school sports is 1700 KBGG. And 1700 will bring you the 2018 Boys State Basketball Tournament. Join me, Trent Condon, as I bring you play-by-play action of the best teams in Central Iowa through the championships on Friday. If you're shut out watching on TV, listen in on 1700 AM and streaming live on 1700 KBGG.com. The Boys State Basketball tournament is presented in part by the norwalk shop for custom embroidery apparel in your school spirit needs find it all at the norwalk shop
Easter Seals Iowa provides support for children and adults with disabilities in our community. From the fun of Camp Sunnyside to employment and daily living skills, Easter Seals provides a wide range of support to promote independence. We have so much fun. EasterSealsIA.org. I know, I know, I know. You picture a flag flying and it's almost always against a clear blue sky on a sunny summer day, right? Well, it doesn't have to be. Flag guy here. Nothing wrong with a flag flying in the middle of winter. Your favorite team's colors would do well to break up the bleak, cold time of year. Besides, with the football playoffs, basketball getting great, and spring ball just around the corner, it's a great time to fly your flag. Shop Heartland Flag Poles and Flags, 3719 Southwest 9th in Des Moines, or take free shipping when you shop online at heartlandflags.com. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Hey, honey, I'm going to the chicken coop to watch the tournament. Whoa, wait a minute. Our team didn't make the tournament. Yeah, but, you know, my second favorite team did. Oh, really? And who's that? Um, um, the... Let me guess. You're in a pool again, aren't you? A couple of them. Yeah, gotta go. Bye. It's tournament time, baby. No need to flip channels to watch the game. The Chicken Coop has all the games from every network on every TV. The Chicken Coop. Serious about food. Serious about the tournament. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Final segment uh, of the program. Trent and I were just uh, discussing NFL during the break. It reminded me I wanted to... uh, uh, give a shout out to Mark Emmert from the Des Moines Register, not from the NCAA. The Des Moines Register, <laughs> right, right. Boy, it's funny on Twitter when the NCAA oh, yes. gets and uh, gets a you know what into things, and <laughs> Mark Emmert gets the <laughs> angst of Twitterverse coming at him. He did a great piece today. The writer, uh-huh. not the NCAA okay. president, on uh, on the combine. If you're a fan of football in our state. I mean, it's mostly Hawks because it was mostly Hawks sure. at the Combine. Did a nice piece on Lazard, but it was it's almost an entire page in, mm. in the paper, and I'll leave this for you, Trent. Yes. Uh, great job. He was there. He did a fantastic job of chronicling the uh, Combine, and that's why I still subscribe yes, to the newspaper yes. because I want my Des Moines Register every morning, and I get it. Did you? Uh, I'm sure you read the game story. Walkie Johnston. Did I that did. make it's the on paper? The front page, front page of the paper, bottom right hand corner. I think. Talked with uh, Matthew Bain, who does the coverage there. He's so. a busy dude down there. <laughs> he is. Cody Godwin down there. Talked with him for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, formerly the Register, right. Chris Quayar. Yeah. Now with the Girls Union. Boys. Right? Boys. The okay. Boys Association. Yeah, why would he be here? That's right. Right. So, uh, yeah, I got to see all those old register Good. guys down there and down in the corner. T.J. Rushing, who I know is a correspondent mm-hmm. for the register, he was down there working with the Prep Hoops Network. And uh, th- this tournament, I-, I just love that people still, you know, people care. And 
Sometimes that gets missed. How important the high schools still are. It's a really big three weeks of a four-week yeah. spot on the calendar, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It's a big circle and seeing the people down there. Uh, I was next to the Muscatine radio station setting up right after they finished up their game. And I just, you know, I saw their, their list of all the people they had to thank and things like that. Mm-hmm. Now, I came from a small town, now smaller even than Muscatine, but it's different here. It, it is because we're splintered. You're an Ankeny guy. I'm a West Des Moines guy. Mm-hmm. And, and everybody kind of has, or people that move back, live in a different town than they went to high school. You know, there's just, it is different than those small towns. But I love the old days back at Vets with the wrestling. And you have every banner lined up all the way across Radio Row. Wish they could bring that back in some fashion. Well, Trent, if they didn't charge, then they probably could bring it back, right? But it's, <laughs> well, I'm it's sure expensive. they still charge back then, but it was probably like 20 bucks or something I, like that. You know that. what? I remember back in 96, oh, we... we I mean, I didn't do it, but yeah. but I know that uh, we were represented down there. KCJJ, the jock. I think that was it. KJJC. KJJC, that's what it is. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I don't remember that we – like, I didn't write the check, but I don't remember that there yeah, was a check. if there check. were rights or maybe just – Maybe there was. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm mistaken. I don't yeah. know. But I know what you're talking about. All the radio stations, mm-hmm. all the banners, all the small towns that were represented. I remember, uh, yeah, that was a talker at some point. And uh, 1A semifinals going to be getting started here. In fact, uh, might be underway. So the crowd's been good, though? Yes. Yeah, very good. Uh, I, You know, the one that probably had the most fans that I saw, I haven't seen every game so far, Norwalk. They traveled incredibly really? well. A lot of disappointed people going oh, back home, huh? Yeah, short drive back well, to Warren County yeah. and... And a dis- I'm sure a lot of people murmuring to themselves on their walk back to the car and the drive home. They had them. Up 20. Up 18 mm-hmm. at the half. Mm-hmm. And quickly goes away. Mm. Yeah, basketball. Going to leave a mark on those kids. And can we please get a shot clock? I know. Uh, I, every, year, every year. Every year. Every single year. South it, could, you know what happens? We're going to talk about this time next year. We'll be talking about... I can't believe that I got uh, that uh, I have to watch a Chicago station to watch the games on TV. Yep. And I can't believe there's no shot clock in, bas- in, in in boys basketball. And we'll be talking about it again and again and again. Yeah, hopefully hopefully they're listening. Well, they got young blood, Chris Cuellar, new mm-hmm. hire. What would you like the shot clock to be? 35. Okay. I, I was going to say 40. Yeah, this? I mean it might start at 45. It could be a minute. I don't care. Or just have one. Right. Yeah. And in fact, a minute might be the easiest, at least, transition because well, they talk about cost. Now, th- that just bothers me because South Dakota, they do it. Did any schools go bankrupt? <laughs> Did you hear any basketball programs that had to shut down because they got a shot clock? It hasn't made it to Iowa. And they don't, have a, they don't have state tax in South Dakota. Really? Yeah. South Dakota is one of the – with no yes. state income tax. With no state income tax. Yet – Florida – Nevada and Texas. South, oh, Texas doesn't either. Yeah, and South Dakota. There might be a few others, but yeah, I know South Dakota is one. Why do they not have it? What what, they, what have they got going for? I, mean, I, I get Nevada. Well, there should he, be any tax in Nevada. Brandon Wagger, remember his? Do, he's from yeah. Dakota Dunes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the people with money move from Sioux City, move across Dakota, the state. And that's what Dakota Dunes Dunes is not a town. I've been there. Mm-hmm. It's a development. It's a development, exactly right. yes, and uh, there's this school there now, but yeah, it's a develop. That's Dakota Dunes, and the Wagers were a big part of that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it, it's funny. But yeah, a lot of people. My wife's from Sioux City, so that's how I know. Jump to the other side and don't have to worry about that. It's a pretty mm-hmm. good thing. All right, let's get you on record uh, as far as tonight in the Big Twelve action. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State first. Do you know what the line is on that game? I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure you're a point. So it's essentially go ahead, pick a team. Yep. Um, 
I'd pick Oklahoma State. Yeah. Almost seems too easy, doesn't it? Yeah, Oklahoma's just not going. No, they're not, they're, 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 a win against no Iowa State at home does not write the ship. It really in my doesn't. Mind. I don't think so. Especially the way Iowa State limped into that game. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've limped into the final month of the season, but uh, and that game was on Friday night. Was it? yeah, it yes, was. It was on yeah. Friday night. It was kind of weird. Seems like a long time. It ago. Does seem like a long time ago. And then the nightcap tonight. I give Iowa State a chance. I do too. Yeah. Wigington kind of goes off. Mm-hmm. Probably going to need that. Going to need Donovan somebody else. Donovan Jackson not wanting to be play his final game. Yes, good no point. Mo Bamba tonight. He's not going to play. Maybe we'll see the reemergence of Cam Lard after he struggled over the last three games. That would be nice. Now, yeah. uh, Davis Jr. is out for Texas, right? Isn't he caught up in this whole... Oh, that's right. I think he is. I don't think... I think they're keeping him... On the sidelines. Okay. I don't know why. What, what have they got to lose? What, what banner is going to be taken down if they play <laughs> right. him, right? Yeah, exactly. And they find out that he's ineligible from this scandal that may or may not be taking and place. And Coleman against Wigington, that's fun. Two guys yep. have pl- played together mm-hmm. at Oak Hill, so I, I like watching those had two. had a better year. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's no doubt. A lot better. Yes, a he lot has. better. And... Uh, Coleman was ranked higher. Yes, he was. Yeah. That's that's why that's why I know I Coleman was the point guard and mm-hmm. Wigington was the two, but yeah, higher ranked too. And I think you ask any cyclone fan who'd you rather have? I think I know the answer oh, to most. I absolutely know the answer to that one. All right, you and Jimmy B to, uh, yeah. are, are on today from four until six. We do, are. Do you have a plan yet? Yeah, we'll we'll talk. We'll figure something out. No, I uh, actually heard back. John Walters is going to join us. Looking forward Good. to that. Right before his pregame show, Rob Howe from Hawkeye Nation will stop by as well. Uh, some college basketball talk with Scott Phillips on a national level from NBC. And uh, we'll see what else we can drag up here. Four till six o'clock this afternoon. And then your next tournament broadcast will be when? Tomorrow night, 6.30. It will be Iowa City West, the top uh, seed against Waukee. And then Valley against that winner from Cedar Falls, Sioux City East. And You probably should have a result by now. It should, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll find that out here in between shows. We are out of time, but back at it tomorrow. We hope you can join us. If you can't, you can always listen to the podcasts. KenMillerShow.com has them for sure. Uh, for Trent, uh, thank you again to Jacob Beals for sitting in earlier in the program. Back tomorrow at uh, noon on 1700 KBGG. Now, listen to 1700 KBGG on Alexa. Say, Alexa, enable the 1700 KBGG skill. Then to play us, say, Alexa, play 1700 KBGG. Simple enough. If you're a small business owner, you know how important it is to keep good records. We can help. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services located in West Des Moines. Bookkeeping, payroll, sales tax reporting, as well as income taxes. Everything you need to be successful in running your business. We are not a chain and offer local and personalized service. You do what you do best and let us do the rest. Visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440 Advantage Financial and Tax Services, located in West Des Moines. When you hear Washer Systems of Iowa, you think about pressure washers. The Washer Systems of Iowa does so much more. Industrial floor care equipment, waste oil heaters, water heaters, accessories and parts, washers, used equipment, along with repair, preventative maintenance, and operator training. Selling and servicing commercial cleanup equipment for 29 years. Washer Systems of Iowa. And the presenting sponsor for you and I, Head Coach Ben Jacobson, each Monday on Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online, washersystems.com. 
At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Hello, basketball fans. This is Bruce Gerlman, and I own Jethro's Barbecue. I opened the original Jethro's 10 years ago near Drake University. There are now seven Jethro locations around the metro to serve you. Tournament time is barbecue time. Jethro's has been voted the best barbecue, best wings, and the best ribs in the city. Come to Jethro's and take the world-famous Adam Emmenecker Challenge. Stop in and see me. I am Bruce Gerlman, and I own Jethro's Barbecue. Order online at jethrosbbq.com. Reminiscing with Amazon Music. Remember Coach's halftime speech back in junior high? That song he played probably won us a game. What was it again? Alexa, play the song that goes, Burning with Determination. Rediscover the songs that defined a moment in time. Amazon Music, the simplest way to listen to the music you love. New customers, start your 30-day free trial at AmazonMusic.com. Renews automatically, cancel anytime. Hey, honey, look at what I found on Pinterest. This is exactly what I want you to do. Hi, I'm Jeff Kelling, owner of Renovate It Solutions. Do-it-yourself projects are fantastic until you can't do it yourself. Good news is, no matter what kind of pins your better half has been sharing with you, we can do it all. From roofs, siding, windows, to new kitchens, baths, man caves, and even complete additions. This year, don't just pin it, produce it with Renovate It Solutions. At Renovate It Solutions, we're celebrating our 10th anniversary by offering $500 off your project. So when the pins come in, don't do the Google Gamble and hope you're hiring someone reputable. Instead, call Renovate It. I'm Jeff, the owner, and you can always get a hold of me. Call 515-954-6372. That's 515-954-6372 for Renovate It Solutions. Or find us online at RenovateItHomes.com. That's RenovateItHomes.com. Book your project in the month of March and get $500 off your project. See RenovateItHomes.com for complete details. I light the night for my dad. I light the night for my daughter. I light the night to end blood cancer. The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Light the Night brings together survivors and supporters to bring light to the darkness of cancer and to help fund life-saving research. About every three minutes in America, someone is diagnosed with a blood cancer. Advances made in blood cancer research are leading to treatments for many cancers.